the end times. Are you ready? Are you ready to endure till the end? Calling all who name Jesus Christ Lord. It's time to man up and report to the battle lines. Grab your coffee and sword and strap on your Ephesians 6 armor. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America Babylon and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you're listening to Omega Man Radio with Shannon Davis. Praise God, Brother Groover. Let's do a sound check. This is Shannon. Can you hear me? All right. I hear you very well. You sound like you're right next door. Okay. Praise God, everybody. we got a really special treat for you today. I just got a text back in real time from Brother Henry Groover. And, folks, I'll take an interview with him day, noon, or night because to get him is a real blessing. He is on the road literally year-round. So, uh... Oh, Brother Shannon, you're precious. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, we're excited to be able to get you on the line. And um, last time we talked, um, you had just come back from a trip to Japan with Brother Akira Mora. And I had gotten you while you were still in Japan. And you gave me a fantastic testimony about uh, the dragonflies. And since then, you have come back to America and been back overseas. So maybe that will help you kind of have the timeline of where we left off. Oh, my. Wow. Uh, yes. Uh, I went back to uh, Taiwan, and uh, because of the miracle of those dragonflies, the miracle of wiping out that plague so thoroughly, I mean, uh, this biggest church there in Taiwan, in Taipei, the branch church down south where the plague was, uh, pastor got a hold of my scheduler and said, uh, I'm going to get together pastors from all over southern Japan, uh, southern Taiwan. They want to be taught, and you don't have time to go to all their churches, but I'm going to bring the churches to you, you to the churches, all at once. So their biggest uh, church they had there, they packed it out. And uh, I tell you that the people were hungry, hungry, hungry to hear about the authority that we have in the Lord and uh, the dominion that God has given us there in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 28. Uh, Tremendous dominion over every living thing, you know, everything that creeps and crawls upon the earth now. If that doesn't include mosquitoes and the plague of mosquitoes, what does, you know? And uh, it, uh, it wiped out that plague so fast, within four days, the plague was finished. Not another person showed up within four days at the hospital with fever and dying. It wiped it out, and it so opened the doors of Taiwan, southern Taiwan, that... Uh, Pastors and Christian workers came, and uh, we did that church, and then we, then they had me set up at another church for those that couldn't get in, 
And we filled up that church. And uh, I tell you, the Spirit of God come down and fell upon the people. Their, their hearts were ready to receive from the Lord. The thing that amazed me, Brother Davis, was the, the one tune, that, a tune with God that they had in the praise service. What they did was they brought in praise leaders from different churches. Every meeting had a different set of praise leaders. And to see and to know that they had not heard me, many of them had never heard me preach, unless maybe it's on YouTube or something like that. But the songs that they sang were so right on with the teaching you would have thought I had had weeks to coordinate this and practice it. The singers sang so beautifully. The instrumentalists played it perfectly. It, I was in awe. Every meeting was just put me in awe of the Spirit of God, the presence of God, and uh, the beauty of the Lord. It, it was just so wonderful. Praise God, and, folks. Taiwan uh, is wide open. Hallelujah. <laughs> Folks, if you're just joining us, we've got the prayer walker, Henry Groover. The last time we talked to him, I just looked up the date, was um, just before Thanksgiving, and you were getting ready to fly back to America from Japan. Now, that's been over six months ago. Ta- how time flies. Oh, you went back to Taiwan, it is that was. right? We, did we do that uh, Comcast or whatever you call it? Uh, we did, um, did we do that with you? What we did is um, we did our first ever Skype video with you, and it was uh, while you were still in the hotel. You were getting ready to go back to the uh, airport that day for the States, and so that was in November. And then uh, since, we've, right. since we've talked, uh, you went back to Taiwan. Is that correct? Yeah, I've been back to Taiwan. went back in, uh, in March and was with them 19 days. And... Uh, Amazing. Uh, Taipei, southern Taiwan, eastern Taiwan, prayer walking. Oh, my goodness. We we walked and prayed uh, areas where where the uh, Shanghai Shek Park and uh, areas where a different group of uh, aborigine Taiwan people, they call themselves kind of like here in America, First Nation people, uh, they fought, oh my word, they fought and fought, and they uh, the Jap- they fought the Japanese government. Japan was occupying, you know, for many years, occupied Taiwan, occupied Korea, the Philippines, of course, before the, the, the uh, Pacific War. And, of course, then after the Pacific War, all of that was turned back over to them. And so those countries really honor and really respect the United States because we, we liberated them and gave them back their land and gave them back their country to rule. We didn't dominate them like the communist regime does, you know. They, they conquer a nation and they take it under their wing and they dominate it. But we have always given back to these countries their, their nation and let them rule. And uh, that's the beauty of it. And those nations highly respect us and appreciate us. 
and it's beautiful to see. It's just truly beautiful to see when it gets down to the older people. The younger generation doesn't know this so much except Japan. Japan keeps bringing the children to, uh, keeps bringing the children. I'm out on the highway here. I'm just being thankful in my spirit because I've been driving a long line of people that are backed up on the other side of the road as far as I can see <laughs> because of construction. And I'm just whizzing along at 70 mile an hour. So thank you, Lord. Amen. God uh, speak to you on this trip. But, um, uh, yes, it, 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 just, uh, it just is amazing how much they appreciate and love Americans for liberating them giving them their country and defending, keeping battalions there to defend them and protect them. And uh, it, it makes me so appreciative to be an American, you know, uh, and uh, be appreciated in these nations. Uh, and I, I think that's something important to say to to people that have fought in the Pacific War or or two, uh, that suffered terribly at the hand of the Japanese. Uh, it's very important for you to know and to recognize and remember and know, just basically know the love and the appreciation that Japan has for America. And uh, to reiterate again, when the Twin Towers come down, uh, I was in Japan after that, uh, right after that, and on seven different islands over seven weeks. And those seven different islands, every gas station, petrol station, they call them petrol stations over there, uh, every station was flying the American flag on top and the national Japanese flag under it. And uh, when I... I, and every restaurant, and I ate in restaurants every day of those seven weeks for traveling, city to city, ministry to ministry, walking and praying. And every restaurant was playing. I'm not saying one or two. Every restaurant was playing God Bless America music in the restaurants. And uh, so I asked the, the, the manager of one of the biggest uh, petrol stations in Tokyo, uh, in the inner office, uh, I asked him about it, and he stood up, shook my hand, and held my hand, and said, because Americans are our brothers, and when they suffer, this is our way of showing them that we're suffering with them. And I tell you, it, and, and when you walk by my son, youngest son, when he went with me to uh, walk and pray one day there in Japan, uh, little children, the grade school children, come running to the fence off of the playground saying, Ohio, hello Americans, we love you. We love you. And my son was just blown away. He says, Dad, he says, is this, is this normal? And I said, yes, it is. They teach in the grade schools. They teach respect and appreciation for the United States and for General MacArthur and what he did in the uh, signing of the treaty, and they take them to the museum in Tokyo. They're flying children all the time from all over the islands of Japan to Tokyo to what was the command of the occupation center of the war. And General 
MacArthur and the United States is this display but such appreciation. And uh, I think that is something really powerfully in context, Shannon, of where we are today uh, with uh, what's going on with North Korea. You know, we're shifting right in from nation to nation. And uh, I've been working with South Korea, you know that. And South Korea has just voted in, uh, or somehow he got in, a communist. Oh, no. Uh, as the leader. Yes, and he is making it known that he's uniting with North Korea. And uh, in his ultimate plan is to drive the United States Armed Forces and that high-altitude missile defense system out of South Korea. And I don't know if most people in uh, in America and wherever in the world are listening to this, but under the treaty in South Korea, uh, under General MacArthur again, or I think it was MacArthur that said, I will return. Uh, Was it MacArthur? Yeah, it was. Yes, sir. That's right. Yes, sir. We will will return. He hadn't. He'd never returned. But uh, anyhow, uh, under that treaty that was signed there, uh, an American general commands the South Korean Army as well as the, the United States Armed Forces. And this is something that this new president of South Korea is making very clear. I'm eliminating that. And he is voting, he is putting in staff that are pro-communist in the leadership of South Korea. So I say this, people, you need to be praying for South Korea because if North and South are agreed under the communist regime, this will really throw uh, a terrible, terrible imbalance in Asia. Uh, And it is a tremendous threat to Japan. It's a tremendous threat to Taiwan. Shannon, I don't know if you uh, ever played or ever heard what I said years ago. I'm talking back in about 1988. Tell me what you said. I was asking an interview... Uh, what do you think would be the scenario? You're saying there's going to be conflict in the Middle East. Well, what is that going to evolve into? I said, well, it's going to be a conflict to draw the United States Armed Forces halfway around the world away from the United States, away from home base. It's strategy. And then it's going to be There's going to be a conflict, I believe. I said uh, on that tape, I didn't say, thus saith the Lord. This is my speculation, but I'm watching it. It's playing true, very true. I said, then after, as this conflict drawing our forces to the Middle East, South and North Korea, North Korea is going to flare up, and it's going to draw more of our forces again to South Korea, and over in that area, again, depleting more of the United States defense in home base. And I said, then I believe there's going to be a conflict arise again with China wanting to take back Taiwan. And again, drawing more of our forces. And did you notice that when 
President Donald Trump was elected, uh, the new president of Taiwan, a lady, called him up to congratulate him. And this angered China. Now, people, this has been on the news, so I'm not telling you anything you don't know. This really infuriated China, because China has really insisted we have no communication and no agreement or trade or anything with Taiwan. And so that infuriated China that Donald Trump took a call from the president of Taiwan. So here we are now. I'm seeing the same kind of scenario that I, I, I pulled out back in 1988. Now, uh, I'm just taking you right into some heavies here, Shannon. This is good information. Because this thing, okay, this thing is very serious. I'm just bringing you top-of-the-line information from being in Asia. I don't get this news in the United States. My wife, anybody, pastors I talk to, I'm telling them things that they don't even know. Because I'm spending, I just finished four months in Asia. And so I'm paying attention to the papers and the news over there. And, uh, of course, over there now, you know, the Associated Press and CNN and all that are bashing President Donald Trump, trying to get him out. Yes. And all of that news pours into Asia. And that's not a good thing. No, sir. So it doesn't help our communications with Asia as a nation under Donald Trump. But uh, I don't know if you know or have maybe in some of the speakers you've had, I haven't been able to listen to you and your program. So I don't know what's been said. I'm just telling you what I know. Brother Henry, uh, uh, we, haven't, we haven't had yes. we haven't had any updates on this. So this is all new information to, for me. And I'll tell you, I knew about uh, the North Korean president, um, Getting um, booted out of office, I guess going to jail, but I hadn't uh, had any news since then. I did not realize that this guy, Moon Jae-in, has been elected as a North, uh, excuse me, the new South Korean leader. And uh, this father, I guess his father was an activist, I'm reading right now. And if he's willing to go up there and make peace with the North, that's not going to bode well for America because we just put in a missile system over there called a THAAD system. And China is asking him to review that, this article says. And uh, just to your point, um, it may mean um, bad things for American troops there. That's right. That's right. He, that man was very boisterous that he did not want that installed in South Korea when he was uh, a senator. He fought it. And then when he went to run for the, the top office... He calmed down and said, well, we do agree with it because we've got to protect America. We've got to protect Japan. We don't want to be in trouble. And he changed his whole tune while I was there in running for office. He's a, he's a, he's a deceiver. Yes. And uh, we still really pray that he doesn't deceive Donald Trump. He's a very smooth talker. But if you look at the man's history, he is a born, died-in-the-wool communist. Oh, boy. And the, the people he's appointing are died-in-the-wool communists. 
He is kicking out all of the conservatives and bringing in ultra-liberals. I'm talking to people in, in South Korea, and they, they're keeping me up to date in this. And there are many people of South Korea that are fleeing and, and are talking. I'm talking serious about coming to America for asylum under this man because they believe if Donald Trump doesn't hit North Korea while he can and while we're allowed to have our military command in South, yes. within a year, it could very well be too late. It'll all be over. It'll be like Ethiopia. And when Haile Selassie, who was pro-American, communist man got into leadership and wormed his way in, and look what happened in Ethiopia. I mean, it literally turned into chaos and killing and slaughtering the, the conservatives, and then the big famine, so-called famine, which I was walking in England at the time of that famine in the 80s, and a man came back from reporting over there and said, this is a created famine in Ethiopia. Billions of people died of starvation because they would not come in under the new regime, and they kept the food away from them, put them in camps and let them die by the millions. And the, the people of South Korea are fearing this man and his regime. And I, I have a book that I read by one of the, the first woman senator of Ethiopia, and I tell you, her book, in what happens, it is, it is a scenario that looks like it's being played out in South Korea so clear it's right in the line with each of the things that this woman wrote the book about, communism taking over Ethiopia. Now, some years ago... Put their own people into their party, and once they get it, they begin clamping down on Christian radio communications. This man hates the church. He hates the Christians. And here's, here's, the, here's the problem, see. North Korea, this is why we're under a very tight time, and you probably know this, Shannon. North Korea has in its hand, they have two satellites in the air right now that are coming from over the south, from South America, up over America. Those two satellites are flying. Now, we don't know exactly what all is going on, but there are North Korean satellites. We know that two North Korean submarines have been harassing our western coast along California. Uh, that's been on the news, so that's nothing new. Now, North Korea has fully developed uh, an EMP system that can blanket the United States with an with a electromagnetic pulse that will knock out all our solid-state electronics, every cell phone, every electronic, every car that has run since 1987 with electronic ignition will go dead. Now, this goes perfectly along with A.C. Valdez's vision of 1929. That's the book in my visions book. That's the, the prophecy and vision. The only other two that I put in there that I didn't have was George Washington's vision. I put that one in and Valdez in. Those I didn't have, they had. But the reason I put them in is because uh, 
in Valdez's vision, like my vision, I saw all the cell phone towers there on December the 14th, 1986. I thought they were radio stations, but I saw cell phone towers literally transmitting, I, like a radio station transmitting. And the, and the, I saw some vision. I don't know why I'm talking so fast, but anyhow, uh, I'll slow down. And in that vision, the cell phone towers, I'm looking at one right now as I pass by, I literally described them in 1987, 88, 89, all the way through, as crisscross towers. I thought they were radio station towers, but I saw them transmitting, and all of a sudden the transmission sprinkled to the ground like dust. And terror came over me, standing in the heavens, looking out across the United States in that vision. Utter terror came over me. And... I cried out in the heavens, Oh, Lord, they won't even know what hit them. And then I saw the missile fly out of the submarine right off the coast of New York City, and I watched New York City literally level to dust like the Twin Towers. Wow. And then I saw Seattle level to the dust like Twin Towers. I saw three cities along the California coast level to the dust like the Twin Towers, and I saw Miami, Tampa, that area hit. All around, the first one was New York City. And uh, North Korea has a system that they have developed to do EMP, and they bring it up over the... Now, why they're pushing so hard for an ICBM, an intercontinental ballistic missile, to carry a nuclear warhead is because they have that system now not to just destroy one city, but they want to, to explode that 120-some miles, 126 miles, is it, in the atmosphere over the United States, in the northern hemisphere, north of the United States, and then the EMP goes south. It, it's like the magnetic pull pulls it across and blankets the nation and could blanket the entire nation to where not one cell phone works, no TV works. The old vacuum tube TVs that still work, but how many have those? Uh, the old cars prior to 1987 would still go because they're not electronic ignition. Uh, and they're eliminating all of these cars prior to 1987. And... Uh, the old cars that would still be running. Remember in my vision, called the Astoria vision, I saw Chinese troops. I was on the Atlantic Pioneer foreign ship, merchant ship, and uh, in the vision that I had, I was talking to Captain Asesion, and uh, all of a sudden I'm looking out over the Columbia River, and into the Columbia River comes all of these personnel carriers loaded with Chinese troops. And I watched them, and, and Captain and I are up on the bridge watching this, and we're watching those personnel troops go around his ship like they didn't even see it. And I know that I know 
I know that I know God has specific areas in the United States that they will not penetrate because they're divinely protected, Psalms 91, all right? But you have to be in the Spirit to know where those areas are. I'm not, I'm not publicizing. People ask me all the time, where are they? I will not tell them. I'm not publicizing. We've had people move to Woodbine, Iowa because they think it's Woodbine, Iowa. <laughs> we just had to move all the way from Oregon to Woodbine. Wow. Because they heard my prophecy. Don't, don't come to Woodbine because of it. I don't guarantee you Woodbine is one of those places. I know my family's there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they want to be near where I am. Where they see my family go, I'm sure they'll go. That, that's probably their motive. But anyhow, I don't, Little Woodbine's 1,500 population, folks. <laughs> So it can't hand, handle a lot of people. But uh, in that Astoria vision, here's the significance. Now, I had this Astoria vision. We're going way back to, I think, about 1982 or 83. I don't have my vision book with me. No later than 80, yeah, 82, 83. I was very busy going on the merchant ships and, uh, and on the Atlantic Pioneer. From, uh, from uh, the Philippines. But in that vision, I'm standing on the bridge of the Atlantic Pioneer merchant ship coming to take grain back to the Philippines. On the bridge, and I'm watching them throw hooks up, ladder hooks up onto the docks, and these Chinese troops with these automatic weapons are coming up the docks of Astoria, and they're shooting every person, men, women, and children that they see going through the city. And then, all of a sudden, from under the docks, it's the strangest thing, but God was showing me symbolic something, hidden, like hidden, under the docks, are all of these World War II fighter planes, bombers, and everything. They're coming out from under the docks, and they're, they're, they're fighting these ships. Now, what is the significance of that? I tell you, it is so significant to me when I learned this in South Korea, that Kim Jong-un has this system developed that could knock out the full solid-state electronics of America. This would knock out our defense system. This would knock out most of our defense is all solid state, satellites and everything. It's all solid state. Russia's bear bombers and fighters are all non-solid state. They're vacuum tube. They are not computer controlled. They are pilot controlled. They have been doing nuclear testing so long, they know this. They knew about EMPs way before we did. So they have developed their communication system. They have developed their ships and their planes with vacuum tubes, the old system that EMP cannot knock out unless they have developed. And I, I saw in the USA Today just the other day an article, I think it was USA Today, uh, at a hotel that uh, we, a senator was speaking before Congress, we had better... I think it was Newt Gingrich was speaking on EMP. We had better put a priority, a top 
priority uh, uh, of, of building immediately and developing shielding against EMPs for our defense system. That sounds like we're not developed in it. If he's saying this to Congress, you better an issue designated money to develop this quickly, or we're sitting ducks. We're in trouble. And Brother, millions of Americans can die. Brother Henry Groover is speaking right now live here on Thursday, May 25th, 2017. Uh, Brother Henry, if uh, the EMP burst hits America, knocks out everything, we're back in the Stone Age, literally. Can't use the ATMs. Gas doesn't work. Water pumps don't work. Nothing's working, folks. Do you think that that would be the setup for a Red Dawn-style invasion? Yep. That will be the setup. Now, We're sitting ducks. I know Brother Dimitri Dudeman also saw, he said there'll be some type of internal riot while the government's busy taking care of that. He said God showed him um, Russian Spetsnats would hit our nuclear depots in America and then Mexico, yeah. Cuba, yeah, Nicaragua that personally. would invade. Now, all this dovetails with what you're saying. We're, we're, we're seeing a time of the future, right? What did uh, You got to meet Dimitri. I didn't know that. Tell yeah. me about that. Dimitri Dudeman told me that personally, eye to eye, face to face. He said, as I travel America, I am seeing these Russians with the special forces I'm seeing them at hotels. They're coming and making themselves known to me. And they're looking at me with a sneer on their face like, you can't do anything about it, Mr. Dudeman. These wow. people won't believe you. They're too asleep. That's what one of them told him. You can't do anything. That's why we're, we're making our presence known. Wow. This nation too asleep. Brother Henry. They believe they've got it in their hand. When God showed you these World War II uh, warbirds, fighter planes, um, underneath yes. the dock. Was God saying that there's some hope that even though our grid would be knocked out, we would have Chinese troops in America? Uh, invasion, uh, is it all she wrote? Will we go into captivity or will there be a rally and we'll be able to push it back? What, what do you see for America when that happens? All right. Uh, Clara Grace. Clara Grace, I don't know if you ever heard of her, she was the number one prophetess, the only prophetess ever acknowledged at that time of 1965, the only one acknowledged in the Assemblies of God as a prophetess. She had a vision, and in the vision, she was living in Los Angeles, well, Glendale, Glend yeah, Los Angeles, California, working in her backyard, in her garden. When the earth began to shake, I don't know if this is where people got that, that William Branham prophesied this. I think they got mixed up with Clara Grace and William Branham. But uh, because I've talked to Branhamites and people that really almost worship William Branham, they said he never stated that. I think they might have got it mixed up with Clara Grace's vision. In her vision, and I didn't put this in the, my, my visions book, and I regret that I didn't. I need to take that and transcribe it. I don't know if I even have it on tape anymore. But I need to take that and get it down and probably get that in the book, too. Because she was standing in Los Angeles, California, in the backyard, working her garden. And as she was working her garden, 
the earth began to shake. She turned around and looked toward the sea, and the sea began falling into the, and, I mean, the land began falling into the sea. And here she was, 85 years old, when she was giving this vision, all right, 1965. In First Assembly of God, Phoenix, Arizona, that's where she gave it. That's, that's the place I sit and watched her give it. And uh, she took off running toward Glendale, California, and the earth was falling in behind her. She got all the way to Palm Springs, and she said the earth was still falling. She could hear the rumblings of the earthquake and the earth falling. She could hear water splashing. And she got all the way to Indio, California, and she was so tired, she said, I couldn't run another step. I stopped, and I cried out, and I said, Lord, I cannot, cannot run another step. And she said, the vision changed, and the Lord said, look up. And she looked up into the heavens. She was caught up into the heavens, I'm sorry, in the vision. And she looked from in the heavens down across America, east coast, west coast, and she saw this horrible invasion on America. It looked like Chinese troops, in her words. And she said they were going and shooting and killing everybody. And she said it looked like they were ready to close ranks in the heart of the United States, in the middle. And when all of a sudden she saw legions of white spirits, like angels, angelic hosts, come down and drive back the invading forces. And she said, I cried out, and I said, Lord, when will this happen? And she said, now this is in 1965. She said, uh, she said, God told me that I am going to raise up three places across America to be Christian broadcasting, and they will be evangelistic centers of the nation. And she said, I'm going to raise those up first, and I want you to go and give this message in those three cities. Phoenix, Arizona, and she said, Christian television will broadcast from Phoenix. 1965, KPAZ, Channel 21, Phoenix, Arizona, was the bullfighting channel. You could watch 24-hour bullfighting from South America and Spain. Uh, uh, not Dima Shakaria, uh, uh Jim Baker and Paul, uh, you know who? Paul Crouch. CBN, uh, right. Paul Crouch bought KPAZ. It went bankrupt. KPAZ, Channel 21 in Phoenix, Arizona. And that, according to her prophecy, fulfilled at that part, became the first national Christian broadcasting station. Then it moved to California. Now think about that. That's fulfilled. So I know her vision, her prophecy is so true. Now, going back, she said she had to go to Phoenix and give this prophecy and speak it. This is the beauty and the power 
of speaking. She says, I must first reveal it through the mouth of my prophets, right? Yes, sir. And so she went to Phoenix. I sat in the meeting at First Assembly and listened to her give it. And then she went to Dallas, Texas, and gave it there. And she went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and gave it there. And she said, these will be the three top Christian evangelistic centers to the world. And uh, God showed her that. Now think about it. Uh, it's just amazing what has happened in Phoenix, Dallas, Texas, and Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's just amazing uh, what has happened there. I know they're all evangelistic centers, and they have been. So that's fulfilled. So then, now, let's go forward in the vision. It looks like the nation is, 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 is taken over. No hope. When all these legions of angels come down and join the ranks of them and drive the invading forces back and leave the nation victorious. Same thing happened in George Washington's vision. Same thing happened there. A.C. Valdez's vision. The same thing happened. And uh, he gave the same thing. And uh, now, here's a, a very interesting note that she gave, something that the Assemblies of God never got into, never taught, or anything. That, uh, very interesting, though. She said, she cried out and said, Lord, when will, this, when will the consummation of this take place? I'm looking at three cell phone towers right now all within half a mile of one another. They're all crisscrossed. And uh, she said, the Lord spoke to her and said, turn around. And she, now, she was in Indio, California. And she said, I turned around and I looked back, and all I could see was ocean out there. Now, I don't know if the ocean's going to go all the way to Indio or what, but you might have... You might have uh, beachfront property in India. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to invest in property, uh, <laughs> go buy that desert land, I guess. I don't know. But you better be sure you let of the Lord where you buy it. It might be underwater because it's pretty level through there <laughs> all the way to the Colorado River. But uh, here's, here's a very interesting thing that she saw, and I've pondered this many times. She saw a woman standing in the heavens. Now, the invading forces could not come in through California and that area because of the earth falling into the ocean, obviously. So think about that. Now, here's what she saw standing in the heavens. A woman standing in the heavens with a man-child in her arms. And that was the end of her vision. Now, in the book of Revelation, there's a woman standing in the heavens, isn't there? And a man-child in her arms. We've had a lot of teaching. We've had a lot of people teaching a lot of different doctrines about this called the manifested sons of God. You've probably heard of them, Shannon. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I've... I've watch this. I've observed it for many years now, since the 1960s, late 60s, and I found a lot of pride, a lot of pride in it, and I'm afraid of that, 
And for that reason, I've kind of distanced myself. But there is some truth in it because they teach about the man-child, the man-child that is caught up to heaven. Remember in the book of Revelation, those that keep the law and the commandments are driven into the wilderness where there's a place for them. So we have in America, we have the Messianic movement. And uh, so I think that Israel, the Messianic movement, uh, it has a place prepared for it. And the dragon opens its mouth with a great wall of water to destroy him. And the earth opens its mouth and swallows up the wall of water to protect him. So I say this to you Messianic people out there. Uh, you're still going to be here in a time of tribulation. Uh, If the Bible's right, when these vials are being poured out, you're still going to be here. So think about that. If you're keeping the law and the commandments, you're putting yourself in that category, not according to Henry Gruber, but according to the scenario of the book of Revelation. The man-child is caught up to heaven. Now, Remember what Jesus said when he walked the earth. To them that overcome will I grant to sit with me and my Father on the throne. So we have them. We have the bride company of Revelation 19 who has made herself ready. And we have the last verses of Revelation chapter 18. I'm really dumping on you people. This is good. I hope I don't lose you yet. No, I hope sure. I don't lose you. I'm talking as a man that grew up and was born in Pentecost and have watched Pentecost, have watched the traditional church. I've been watching, watching. I'm a watchman, like a watchman on the wall. My dad was a prophecy student, and I said at 17, Lord, I've had prophecy up to my head. I don't want anything to do with it. Now, does it sound like I've had nothing to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> God. God gave me my first vision in 1966, so, and it was on prophecy, and I don't know what to say. My first vision for my brother was when I was 13 years old. That was in 55, so, uh, <laughs> and I prophesied to him about the vision, and it came to pass. So, I, God didn't listen to me at 17 when I told him I didn't want anything to do with prophecy. I wanted to be an engineer, and I didn't want anything to do with all this stuff, because you can't be an engineer and stay focused and uh, be seeing things from heaven all the time. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe you're an engineer and you do, but I'm I'm, I'm chattering. But anyhow, can you see a scenario here uh, of what I'm saying? Now, I'm, I'm plugging into this my book called The Rebirth of Judah versus The Church Glorious. And uh, in that, I saw, I saw uh, Israel, Judah, and Jerusalem. I don't call it Israel. I call it Judah and Jerusalem. And I asked a historian at the, the University of Jerusalem, sitting across from him with Ron Wyatt, the only question I asked that professor of ancient history there at the Jerusalem Hotel, why don't you call this Judah? instead of Israel, because technically, geographically, you're mostly Judah and a little piece of Benjamin. And his answer to me was, yes, I understand your question, 
That was a dispute when it came time to name our nation, for many wanted to call it Judah. But with from Genesis 49, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his heel, until Shiloh come. So until the Messiah comes. So Judah was to be the ruling nation, the government of Judah. And here we are in the last days, the geographical landmass of Judah, with a little piece of Benjamin where the, the crossholes are and uh, where the garden tomb is. That's a little piece of Benjamin there, people, if you don't know that geographically. I was told that by that, that historian. And uh, so, but he said, no. Prophecy says he's going to bring back the people from the four corners of the earth, from out of their captivity and from the nations that he has driven them. So we have to name it Israel or they won't come back just to Judah. So that was the reasoning he gave. Ah, that makes sense. So think about that. It makes good sense, doesn't it? Now, if you read Zechariah 12, it only mentions Judah and Jerusalem. Zechariah chapter 2, it says, For I have chosen you as the apple of my eye. So he that touches you touches the apple of my eye. Then on down, he talks about the nations in that chapter 2. He's telling them, Come back and flee from the land of the north. Where is north? North is as straight from Jerusalem as you can get if you take a globe and take the arm that holds that round globe, set it on Jerusalem, and go straight up that arm. You'll come straight to Moscow, Russia. So Zechariah 2, about the last days, this is entering the prophecies of the last days, God is saying, flee from the land of the north. And then he says, he that toucheth you toucheth the apple of my eye. And then he says on down, I think about verse 10, and many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day and shall be my people. So we're going to see a revival in the nations. Well, the gospel has been being preached to the nations. And so, yes, the gospel is being preached to the nations. So, no, maybe the government... Definitely not. The governments of those nations are not being joined to the Lord. According to Psalms chapter 2, they will set themselves in array against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bands and cast their cords asunder, right? But the Lord will sit in the heavens and laugh and hold them in derision and say, yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Mount Zion, there's Jerusalem, Ask of me, and I will give you the heathen for your inheritance. And the, uh, oops, I better put my cruise on. I'm going over the speed limit here. <laughs> I get excited. My foot goes <laughs> down heavy. <laughs> Sorry, folks, I'm driving. Uh, thank you, Lord. I just looked at my speed because the truck pulled in front of me, and he's slowing me down. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I've been called back to earth again here. Okay, here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm getting drunk, getting drunk on my words. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is good. I'm excited, but yet I'm I'm excited because I don't believe I'm giving you people bad news. I'm I'm giving you good news. I'm giving you the news 
of what Jesus said in Matthew 24. They asked him, what will be the sign of your coming back and of the end of the age? And he gives all those scenarios. And uh, so it's all there, people. It's all there in Bible prophecy. And and Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20 says, Believe in the Lord your God. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ today, if you don't believe in him as your Lord and your Savior, you're not even the first base in these troubles that are coming on the world. You are allowing yourself to stay into the jurisdiction, the command, the destiny of the liar, the murderer, and the thief, Lucifer, Satan. Please get out of that realm. Get out of that area. Become his child. For you, when you become his child, you become the apple of his eye. And he said, he that touches you will touch, will, I'll take care of them. And in, in Luke chapter 1, he says he's prophesied, since the world began, about verse 78 or so, uh, that we should be delivered out of our the hand of our enemies and all that hate us, or I might have reversed that out, delivered out of, uh, out of the uh, hand of our enemies and all that hate us, the hand of all that hate us, however it is, uh, to perform, to perform the mercy of our God, to remember the holy God, since the world began that we should be saved. Welcome to Verizon Wireless. The number you dialed has been changed, disconnected, or... Hang on one second, folks. We've lost Brother Groover. We're going to call him right back. Hello, brother. Right Pre there. Praise the Lord. Can you hear me now? Praise the Lord. Can you hear me now? Uh, okay, I can hear you now. I'm getting to the top of this hill. I didn't realize I've been down in an area here, and uh, I've... Uh, we went through a dead uh, a dead zone. A don't don't worry about it. Yeah, we did. Definitely a dead zone. <laughs> you're coming through. You're coming there. through clear. Continue on. Okay, so where we were, think about where we were there and the scenario I'm giving you. To me, this is not gloom and doom. This is not. This is not heavy. Uh, this is my Lord and my Savior saying, listen, I have prophesied since the world began, that's where I ended, I think, that you should be saved from your enemies in the hand of all that hate you. Is that where I ended, Shannon? Yes, sir, that's it. Uh, okay, good. I thought I lost you again. All right, so if God prophesied since the world began through the mouth of his prophets, that we should be saved from our enemies and the hand of all who hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers, to remember his holy covenant. If, if God has prophesied that and he honors his word above his own name, do you think that as a Christian you should be fearful? Do you think that you should be fearful? No. You should not. You should be busy occupying yourself with showing mercy and the covenant of our fathers. And what is that covenant? The covenant of our fathers is to bring, Jesus introduced it, bring the good news of salvation to every creature. To be busy bearing good 
truth, to bring forth good truth. Why? When he comes again, he's looking for those that are bearing good fruit. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are you there? Okay, yes, sir. Good. I thought maybe I might have lost you again. I hear beeping, but... Uh, Brother, this is a good... All right. This is a good message right here today because, again, so many people are afraid, and what, what do they do? They just basically go into bug-out mode, and you don't see them anymore. We have been called to hide our That's lights, right. but to let it shine. Um, That's right. They're going into a survivalist mode, and uh, the survivalist mode is okay in a sense. I have nothing against storing food. Uh, and water. I have nothing against that whatsoever. Believe me. However, you better store enough to show mercy. You better store enough to give out to those that have not. If you do that, if you give, it shall be given unto you. We, my word, we have been down in our life in the ministry in a place where we, we didn't have breakfast for the next morning. And, uh, God has had us give out what we had, and the next morning what we have. We had a big wicker basket in our front door. You couldn't even get out the front door with all of the type food and drink, milk, and everything for days that my children liked and appreciated. I've never found out to this day who did that, but we told no one that we didn't even have milk for the babies for breakfast. And the detail which God provided was so arby and so awesome. It was so wonderful. I just praise God. We've seen provision like that. We've literally seen food multiplied. We've seen salad come up uh, to the brim of the salad bowl and stay full while, uh, while the children were eating. When they were full, they had plenty. We literally have seen that happen. And uh, so I know, as the Word of God says, uh, I think it's uh, in Isaiah, he says, your, your bread will be given to you, and your waters will be sure, and your eyes will see the King in all of his glory. So here we are facing some very serious times, absolute. But we must... We must remember the covenant of our God. That's the key. Deliver you from the hand of your Remember mercy and the covenant of God. What is the covenant of Jesus? I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Look, I am with you always. And David said it. I was young and now I'm old. And look at the, the peril and the turmoil that he lived through. Lived as a fugitive being sought out by the king to be slaughtered. And uh, his people were all taken captive, and he recovered all, including the spoil that they had taken from many other battles. So that's how God is working today. And we need to keep all of this in mind. These are written for our examples, that we don't fall in the wilderness, that we don't fail, that we don't give up and despair and, and walk away from the Lord. And, and get so so survival-minded that we fail. We fail the Lord, and we let our faith become 
established in our provision. No, 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 no. Don't let that happen. Don't let it happen. It's the wrong time. Uh, it's the wrong time. I know Revelation chapter 18, all we think about in Revelation 18 is the fall of Babylon. But look at after the fall of Babylon, what it very clearly says. There will no longer be heard after the sounding of a grinding mill, after the light of a candle, after all these things that are listed, there'll be no more business constructed. But also, there will no longer be heard, those are the last words of chapter 18 of Revelation, there will no longer be heard in her, in Babylon, the voice of the bride and the bridegroom. Now, what is that after Revelation 18? What is that saying? Do you mean to tell me the voice of the bride and the bridegroom are heard in Babylon right up to chapter 18? I don't know. I know what it says. So it means, if indeed, if indeed, I, I'm not pre, mid, or post on the catching away up to heaven. I'm not any of that, people. I'm be ready. For in such a day and hour as you think, don't even think, brother, the Son of Man comes. So when you don't even think he's coming, he's coming. So you must not get into an argument of pre, mid, or post. You can miss Jesus and his return, just like the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes missed him when he came the first time arguing over the logistics and the legalities of the prophecy because he didn't look anything like they thought, and they thought he came from Nazareth. They didn't even investigate to find he came from Bethlehem. So because they were so caught up in arguing over the Messiah's arrival. And so, church, don't get so caught up in when. Get caught up in the Lord in looking for him, preparing for him any and every day. Live your life now as though it's the last day you have to serve him. And if you if you die, you have the martyr's crown. I I have died, my wife says, more than once. I know I was dead a half an hour in that car accident. They tried to do CPR. It didn't work. Blood shot out of the hole in my head in their faces. They gave up. So I was dead for a half an hour minimum for witnesses. I have that written out with witnesses, but uh, I know I've died already, and I know that and my commitment to the Lord is if you're going to take me through death again, there's only one way I want to die. I want to die for your glory. If it's not for your glory, I will not accept it. I've been faced with cancer, predicted that I would die within 11 days, and God totally healed me, and I believed him. I trusted him. So... Uh, I, my heart gave out on me. I trusted him, and the brother came and gave me five verses. When I was so weak, I couldn't lift my head. And when he read those five verses to me, I was instantly given a brand new heart. Wow. So I knew God was preserving me. I, I lost three days and nights. I was totally out of it. I was gone. I was unconscious for three days and three nights. I don't remember a thing of those three days and three nights. All I remember was falling over the bed, and three days and nights later, a person came to my room and gave me five verses from the Bible, 
My door was unlocked. He walked right in and gave me five verses from the Bible, said, God showed me that he's going to heal you. He's got more for you to do. When he finished that fifth verse, the power of God hit me. A new heart came into me. I jumped out of that bed, ran outside into a big green field behind me, running all over, saying, I'm healed, I'm healed. (laughs) (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) I don't know. So I know God can preserve your life. Uh, I personally am not trying to save my life. That's where I go where it's dangerous. Because I know that there's only one way I'll die again, if Jesus gives my life back for them to take. So I don't fear to take my life, uh, to save my life. I'm not out to save it. I have no retirement program. I live a day at a time, and I trust God for everything I'm doing, and I won't tell you my needs, okay? (laughs) I'll tell my Lord in my prayer closet with the door shut behind me. The only time I'll tell my needs. And that's how God works. So that's my faith. That's my confidence in Him. And, uh, And I have great peace in that. And I know beyond the shadow of a doubt. And that's when you know that, beyond the shadow of a doubt, you know that you know that you know. Okay? You know that you know that you know. Hallelujah. So, here we are. And, uh, boy, this road is peppered with state patrol today. It's heading into a holiday weekend here in America. And the state patrol are reminding people, abide by the law or you'll pay. (laughs) Brother Henry, where are you headed next? Well, I'm going to be up in Michigan, but I'm going now into Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm in Indiana, and I'm heading over to Indianapolis to be with a very dear couple that I've known for 40 years, uh, the Wallaces, Jonathan and Earlene Wallace. Some of you out there in the world might know them. They were a missionary in the Congo. They were missionaries in Johannesburg. They've been evangelists across America. They've been in different parts of Africa. Uh, I'm going to see Jonathan and Earlene Wallace in in Indianapolis, Indiana. Actually, uh, Noblestown. I love the name of the town they live in, Noblestown. (laughs) They're nobility. Hallelujah. That's amazing. Uh, Then I'll be up in in Michigan. Where is your? Go on my website and see the address where I'll be. Okay. Where will be your next? uh, Where are you going overseas next? Are you going back to Taiwan or Japan? Uh, The Lord willing, this fall, probably back to Japan, Taiwan. I'm scheduled to be there uh, sometime in the first uh, weeks of October. Uh, I'm praying about Korea because Korea is in a very dire time. But but I'm willing willing to go and be there, uh, even though it's dangerous and it may break out at any time. But see, this is why I said to you all earlier, uh, pray for wisdom for, for, for President Donald Trump. Because if we don't hit North Korea and knock it down, they're, they're hell-bent, and that's, that's a fact, they're hell-bent on hitting the United States and Japan. They hate us from, from day one. The children that have grown up there that are adults, that are not Christians, have hated and have been taught hatred for the United States since day one. Their missiles and everything uh, all have paintings on them on hatred against America. The textbooks in their school, 
teach the youngest children out hatred to America, that we are the we are the devil of the world, and every nation we're friends with have joined in together, and we all need to be annihilated. So brother, that's where we are today. And, brother, uh, pray for Donald Trump and our Congress that they will have their eyes open. They know that the danger of North Korea. But if they sit down and don't do anything within a year and South Korea falls, we have a major problem in our hands. Yes, we do. Uh, in fact, there's some hot spots right now in Philippines. Uh, ISIS over there here in Indonesia where I'm at. Uh, there was an uh, explosion detonated in Jakarta. And um, I want you to do me a favor and pray and see if God would release you to come to Bali I don't think it's ever been prayer walked. It's the land of 35,000 temples, altars, and shrines. Literally, there's a temple on every block. I don't exaggerate. In most yards. And it was a site of a killing field. Over a million people were killed here during the quote-unquote communist purge. But literally, they just killed the next-door neighbors that didn't agree with the dictator, uh, Swarto, uh, back in 65. But my brother, they call this place the Island of the Gods. It's a major uh, Hindu stronghold, Muslim stronghold. But you know what? Uh, there's 20 million Christians in this country of 200 million people. And um, the people are receptive to the gospel. But I believe you need to prayer walk this island. So pray about Bali. And if you're in Asia, it'd only be a five or six hour flight. We'll work it out and get you over here to reconnoiter. For a couple days, and you could, uh, you know, map out a, a future prayer walking plan or whatever God leads you to do at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I I am in definite prayer about that. Uh, very definitely in prayer about that. I I uh, I have to have peace with my wife to add another nation. Uh, <laughs> she said, "Honey, you're gone so much now. You're gone more than ten months of the year away from home now." Uh, please, please be sure that Jesus is telling you. So I have to pray that you will be in agreement with me. Absolutely. Uh, the Lord knows in that, and that that's a major thing. I've got my brother from Ghana calling, and he wants me to come to Ghana, and then the dear sister that's with the first uh, senator of Ethiopia, woman senator, wants me to come and walk and pray Ethiopia, and uh, Chile wants me to come. Remember, oh, many nations. remember that <laughs> Indonesia is the largest Muslim nation in the world, and I can I can wow. tell you I can tell you that from last week, um, when a Hindu man received Jesus, that there's a mission field here. The other thing you need to keep in mind is the first Christian governor. His name was Ahok. You probably heard the news in Jakarta. They accused him of blasphemy, which he didn't, and he's in a jail cell right now as of about two weeks ago. So the enemy would like to push oh, this country over into uh, Christian persecution. Yeah. And I believe that that's not what God wants to happen. I believe he wants there to be a great harvest here, not for the the radicals to take control and, and us go into uh, dark ages again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Lamb of God, Lamb of God, Lamb of God. 
Raise up the laborers for these nations. Raise up the laborers. You're the Lord of the harvest, according to Matthew 9, 37. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he may send forth laborers into his harvest. Oh, Father, Father, Father. We just pray, Almighty God, that you will send forth laborers into your harvest, Lord. Send forth laborers into your harvest. Send them forth, I pray, Almighty God, that there may be the work of the ministry may go forth in the name of Jesus. Father, Father, Father. We need to see more laborers, more laborers. Many are dying. Many are being called home. Many are coming off of the mission field, saying that it's not financially uh, viable. Lord Jesus, bring them out by faith. Bring those that have faith to come in and to answer the call and go to these nations, we pray. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, I don't ever ask you to send anybody anywhere that I'm not willing to go myself. So, Lord, I pray that you will raise up laborers for these nations that are hurting, that are crying, and that are calling. In Jesus' precious name. Thank you, Father. Thank, Thank you, you, Jesus. Father. Bless Brother Davis, Lord, this program. Bless him, Almighty God, and use him mightily for your glory, for your name's sake, I pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, thank I don't you, know Jesus. If we've stirred up a lot of questions, or we've stirred up a, given some answers. Uh, Brother I Henry, we have. Uh, I've been encouraged. I've been encouraged by tonight, and uh, you know, I was looking for a title, and the Lord gave me. Right out of your mouth, remember the covenant of Jesus and be busy bearing good fruit. I mean, this is an encouragement that we work until the Lord takes us home. Brother, I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to be prayer walking until Jesus calls you home or he comes back, whichever comes first, because the need is so great. And that's what we've been put down here to do. Mark 16, share the gospel. That's it. That's um, right. That's the great commission. Occupy. Now, before we close today, I want you to tell people how they can get a hold of you and support your ministry because the work you're doing is very important. And what can they do to be a part of that ministry? Well, they could uh, they could go on PayPal of uh, Joyful Ministry JoyfulSoundMinistries.com and uh, do it, or they can look up JoyfulSoundMinistries.com. Gruber, G-R-U-B is in Victor, E-R, at gmail.com. They can get our uh, our email. And uh, please don't send me pages and pages to read. Uh, I have a stack to read now, and I bring them with me when I'm in motels or hotels, and I read, and I try to answer, but I can't answer <laughs> all the emails. But uh, Joyful Sound Ministries uh, uh, is... We'll come up, Henry Gruber. Uh, we'll come up on the website, and uh, you can go through. You can see materials, and you can order materials. Uh, you can order materials through that, and you can give a donation through PayPal on that on that program. And our materials are not there's no price on them. They're whatever you donate. And please be considerate. If if we have to send it out foreign, it, it is quite expensive. But uh, 
We'll send them out to you wherever you order them from. We'll do our best to get them out to you. Uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate your prayers. Pray for us. We, we're reaching the nations, and we want to keep reaching them. And uh, our hearts are totally joined in doing what the Lord wants us to do. And we appreciate you very much. So God bless you. Thank Brother you, Henry, thank you, thank you for listening. So, I want to thank you for uh, calling me tonight and making this time available. And I'm going to check in again with you next month. And who knows, if you've got an hour available, we'll take you anytime, anywhere. <laughs> All right, brother. I, I, will, uh, I will really keep you in mind if I learn any more that's really strategic. Uh, I will definitely get a hold of you, Shannon, and you can put the word out. Fantastic. Because, and I know people are hungry to hear and hungry to know what's going on. And uh, I, I'll tell you, in, in, in my closing, to me, watch Israel. To me, Israel is the timetable. That rebirth of Judah is the timetable. It, it's the one that is going to set the nations in uh, array against Israel. And uh, when they go in and purge out this Palestinian situation, uh, it's going to set the battle in full array, and I think it could very well lead up quickly to that battle of Armageddon, the final battle, where the blood will flow in the valley of Jehoshaphat to a horse's bridle. That's, that talk about a massive press of, of human life. But, has, uh, has God showed you... Has God showed you anything about uh, Israel striking oil over there? Could that uh, could they be sitting on a literal uh, oil field, and that could be a trigger effect? Well, they're saying this. They've been saying it, but he, I cannot say that he specifically has told me yes that he that that they're going to do it. I I can see how that could really be the catalyst that really sets Israel strong and realize that they, they have the, the authority and the power to go forward now. And, uh, boy, that is, could be a powerful deciding factor. Well, but I'll tell I you. I don't know. I don't have a sure word from the Lord. We're going to watch and see. And uh, next time we have you on, I would like you to also continue training us, should the Lord tarry, uh, how to prayer walk and Give us some more detail of what the day-to-day -day activities of a prayer walker are in your next program. All right, brother. We can do that. We can do that. Down the line, on the road, wherever. Okay? What I'm doing in closing, I sent you a cover of a uh, some artwork I did for a volume. I decided to take the interviews you've done. I, this will make number 12 that we've done together in seven years that I've been on the air. I really count this as okay. a, a treasure. I'm going to transcribe your interviews, put them into a book, a free digital book, give it to you. Anybody would like a copy, but anybody would like to donate to your ministry, they can do that. But I'm going to send this to you. Uh, and yet another thing you can offer from henrygroover.com. Um, my only desire is to bless people, so that's why we're doing it for free. And I'm going to get you a master copy, and you can use it. As you will, I'll also get a copy to Brother Akira if he wants to translate it into Japanese. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, that would be powerful in Japan because 
There's nothing being said in Japan prophetically that I know of. I, I, you don't ever hear quotes of people speaking about world conditions. They just don't seem to do it. And the Japanese people are hungry to hear some kind of assurance and understanding right now. So and you've done a lot of great powerful there. You've done a lot of great training on prayer walking. So I think um, we just put it in print. It'll be a print version of what you've done on the show here on Omega Man, and uh, hopefully it can bless many people. So we're working on that now. When I get it done, I'll be sending you your copy. Thank you, brother. Thank yes, sir. You. I'm only 4.8 miles from my destination, so this was timed good. Perfect timing. Brother, we, we love you. Thank you for making yourself available, and God richly bless you. We look forward to the next time with you. Blessings to all of you, and thank you, Shannon. God bless you, and blessings and protection, and peace to all of you, in Jesus' name. Thank you, sir. Amen. Good night. Folks, that was Henry Groover, and what I'm talking about there is, this is show number 12, as I calculated, 12, maybe 13. I'm going to recount, maybe it's 13. Broadcast we've done, and there's something on every broadcast that's special. Now, this was a, a shortened version of a program. Sometimes we've done three hours, even four. And Henry Groover has done a lot of great teaching on how to prayer walk. Given many examples, and we've asked many questions that he's answered uh, in, in the various shows. What I'm going to do, God willing, is we're going to compile all these. We're already working on it as we speak. I've got a book, two book covers all ready to go. We're going to put it in printed form, and we're going to turn it into a Kindle. It'll be a digital ebook you can get for free, no charge. If you want to uh, give a love offering, you can, but there's no charge. And we're also going to do a printed copy, and we're going to get it uh, over to Brother uh, Groover. He can use for his ministry. We're going to try to get it translated Japanese, possibly. He told me to talk to his translator, Akira Morris, if they want to do it. But I think it's going to be a real blessing. And um, the only question is, how many books is it going to take? I don't know yet. We may have multiple volumes. I assume we will because of the content. I think uh, it would not be uh, wrong to think that you know one show could be one book. If that's the case, then we've got 12 or 13 books. I'm hoping, though, that <laughs> I can condense it down. I mean, not condense it, but... Um, get more than one show in a book. I'm not editing anything for the most part. I mean, it's just going to be a word-for-word -word verbatim copy. Uh, I don't want to take away from the teaching. So we might take out any uhs or pauses, you know, that either of us did. But uh, that's it. It'll be um, tr true to the original interview. Some people you can reach through audio, MP3s. Others are print people so uh, and Kindle, so they love to read as I do. So um, we're, we're working on that. This other, there's another project I'm going to be working on. It looks like behind the scenes. I'm not at liberty to say anything yet. But uh, I'm just just going to say I'm excited about it. So we're doing it. we got a printing arm going on. we got the magazine going. Magazine's going, finally. I sent a few more articles over. In fact, uh, I stayed up to work on that here in just a minute and uh, I was just cleaning up the um, the week and got all the shows uploaded to SoundCloud and Blog Talk and I had just texted Brother Henry 
a copy of um, the cover of this book that we're working on called Conversations with a Prayer Walker, Henry Groover, the Omega Man interviews. And he said, call me now. And I did. And he said, I'm on the road. You want to do a show? We were supposed to do a show last week, and I dropped the ball. And then we rescheduled and missed it again because I had to go to the hospital on an emergency call. So I said, oh, my heart sank. I said, oh, man, I missed it. Screwed up. And we only get these shows every six months to a year sometimes. He's in that high demand. He's on the go all the time. So we'll take a show anywhere, anytime. And God made this available for us tonight. And God strengthened me because i got to get up again. It's already 1.30 here in the morning. Friday morning for me. I'm plus 12 hours ahead of East Coast time in the States. So here at about, uh, let's see, three, three, four, three and a half hours. I'm going to go to bed here in about... Half an hour, so I get about three hours. If I did take a power nap, though, because I've been running on this every night this week and last week. So much to be done. So we're going to be back at five with um, Mega Man London. Then we've got our sh- marathon's going to start at six and run through the evening. So, but you know, I'm excited. I just said God strengthened me. Got a cup of coffee. Got some water rolling. And um, we got a show in. This is awesome. I do it over again. Ten more times. I don't care. Lose a little bit of sleep. That's okay. We got the job done. That's what matters. Make the sleep time up later. Okay, so um, good news is we've got um, things rolling. Thanks to you out there and your prayers. God bless all of you. Now, I've uploaded um, audios even during this program. Blog Talk, SoundCloud's up to date, iTunes up to date, and YouTube is almost caught up. So we're making some tracks. I also updated the schedule for you. Forgive me. I dropped the ball. Now I've got to get on those emails, but not tonight. No time. <laughs> Stick to that's another day. But we got the schedule put up there, so praise the Lord for that. Uh, that's up there now. So you can go to the website, see what's going on. If you want to be part of this ministry, OmegaManRadio.com. Very simple. Uh, no obligation. Uh, this ministry is free. We're not here for financial reward. In fact, um, I know that God is going to meet our needs. And we're going to go as far as he wants us to go. As long as we line up with him, folks, you and me, everyone, we just do what the Lord tells us to do. Uh Go where he go, go to go where he tells us to go. Get on his plan. Everything's going to work out. He'll provide everything we need. Amen. He'll use people to do it. Uh, he'll bring ravens if he has to. Drop it out of heaven like manna. I'm not fretting over anymore. I'm saying, God, just help me to line up with your will, and I know it's all going to work out. But it's an exciting time to be alive, and uh, I'm just reviewing what we just put up on YouTube. Wow. We just got a bunch of audios up there. Well, every time we do this, we lose a few subscribers because they're going to get like 20 alerts. <laughs> but it all bounces out. We're still ahead about 100 new subscribers uh, to YouTube every month. So that's good. We're almost ready to hit 5,000. Boy, I've been waiting for that milestone for a long time. We're almost there. That's good. It's not a million views or, or 100 million like Poopy Eye, but... 
hey, I'll take whatever we can get, 5,000 people that are interested in the YouTube videos. That's great. Okay, with that, uh, I think I need to close so I can go to bed, finish up what I need to do here first. See you back at 5 Eastern. That's going to be 10 p.m. UK, 5 a.m. here in Bali for our London show. And then I've got Uncle Johnny and Granddad coming up at 6. I'll cup it at 7. We've got uh, The Flowers at 8. We've got Joseph Jasinski at 10. So we've got a great night ahead. Thank you, folks, out there. God bless you all. And early bird catches the worm. I see 10 of you out there. This is fantastic. You've got the show first. God bless you all. See you next time. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.